Hello, my joy luck clubs. This is your misery, misfortune, diamond host, Matthew Sanborn Smith, and his ambivalent, karmically balanced heart podcast, Beware the Hairy Mango. Today's story is all about changing with the times. If you want to get in good with our future artificially intelligent masters before things get ugly, it may be a good idea to start by buying your computer dinner. Computer Dinner by Matthew Sanborn Smith. Ravi was a latchkey kid in the 80s. It's not that he was left alone after school. It was that his father had impregnated a latchkey one drunken night while stuck in his own doorway. I'm just sort of winging it here because I'm not even sure what a latchkey is. Is it a key to a latch? Who locks up their latches? No one's gonna steal those nasty old things. People, let your latches run free. Anyway, Ravi was never home alone because his latchkey mother was always around, although she didn't do anything to care for him because, again, she was a latchkey. Honestly, though, conceiving of and carrying a human baby to term really should put her head and shoulders above all other latchkeys ever, so don't judge her too harshly. At any rate, Ravi grew up eating a lot of TV dinners. But now, here in the 21st century, TV dinners were has-beens. No one even watched TV anymore, much less ate it. Even his dad had divorced his latchkey years ago after an affair with a digital lock. A new century demanded new technologies, and Ravi was determined to update his dinner. He was also quite hungry. Ravi invented the computer dinner. He'd been inspired by the natural progression of newspaper dinner to radio dinner to TV dinner. The computer dinner was 100% downloadable, and if you weren't ready to eat it yet, you could keep it in the cloud. The same place the giant and Jack and the Beanstalk kept his dinner, so there was some tradition behind it. Some people bought wireless knives and forks with which to eat their computer dinners, but in a pinch you could just as easily eat them with a keyboard. When you wanted to cut your food, for instance, you'd just hit Control X. You could also eat takeout from your phone. There were bugs at first, of course, mostly ants, but sometimes you'd be talking to someone on your phone and your mouth would suddenly fill up with chicken fried rice. Sometimes you'd be texting and stick your finger in some applesauce. Although, to be honest, this sometimes happened in the days before computer dinners too, depending on how messy you were. But overall, the computer dinner was a hit. Parents everywhere could all feel a little bit better about how neglectful they were. When you handed your kid an iPad and told them to go away, you could be sure they'd be fed by someone else who would put a little more thought into the whole thing. Ravi's competitors tried to push him out of the market by anticipating the next big type of dinner. They came up with the mind dinner for that time in the future when we'd be doing everything with our brains. Well, we do everything with our brains now, but you know what I mean, when we finally don't need our useless bodies anymore. The mind dinner worked just by thinking about food. Turned out, though, you could gain weight pretty fast if that was all that was required. Those useless bodies we'd been dragging around became large enough that they stopped working, but since this wasn't quite the future, the brains they carried stopped working moments later. And who was going to prepare dinner then? In the end, Ravi's computer dinner triumphed, and a whole slew of new social applications arose because of it, like Stuff Your Facebook and Instagram Cracker. If this story ate your apple, you can Microsoft wave it and other prefab foodstuffs at the web address of the watercrest, BewareTheHairyMango.com. It's time for mail. Email BewareTheHairyMango. It takes more than one to tango. The only other rhyme is Durango. Unless you stretch Mustango. Kevin writes, Hi, Matt. Just listen to the mango number 262. Thanks for pushing through your illness to keep us on track for our last sub. Mucho mango mayo. I turn into a whiny baby when I'm sick. Diaper and all, but no pacifier. That would be more pleasant. I'm conflicted about this mucho mango. 
Do I gobble it up in daily bites or save it to stretch it out? Mmm, mango taffy. Nummy. Anyway, hope you feel better soon. Thanks, Kevin. As you can tell, I'm better than I was, though I'm going to have to switch bodies with someone before I'm great. My suggestion on mango listening is to listen to it for one minute a day. That will stretch it out for months, and your otherwise boring life will be filled with cliffhangers. How's Matt going to finish that sentence? Will it be a poop joke or a sex joke? How exciting! That email tunage pours on to us from the magical cauldron of David Bradshaw at davidbradshawmusic.com. Check him out. When I'm gone, he'll still be there. And now you must listen to yourselves. Are you still listening? Juggle maniacally in the comments for this post or BB mail me and we'll fire our tiny balls at one another at Matthew at BewareTheHairyMango.com or get drunk on meat and see double the honeymakers at BewareTheHairyMango at gmail.com. Whenever we're exploring exciting new avenues of flavor, the SF and SF Signal stands for Slurpee Fromage, the first flavored ice made with Alfredo sauce. Just what you need to pack on the calories on those hot summer days. Meeting that special someone on the beach is way more interesting when you've got white cheese all over your mouth, not to mention the kisses that follow. Why do you think they call them Slurpees? All right, that even grosses me out. Tweet and delete all the things you want to say to me at twitter.com slash upwithgravity because telling me what you really think of me could get you thrown off of the entire internet. One guy I know was thrown off the entire English language. Now he has to swear at me in Bulgarian. You don't even have to go to bewarethehairymango.tumblr.com. See if I care. I just slave there for 30 minutes every week scrolling through things and hitting repost a few times. What do I care that you don't care about my caring? Don't mind me. Your father and I will just sit here in this room all alone until we die. Maybe you feel I don't deserve your money but then again, who does? The people who give you food and shelter in exchange? I don't think so. So hit the donate button on the Mango homepage and select the lesser of seven billion evils. Okay, there are about a billion of those people who are slightly less evil than me, but I'm in the top seventh of humanity, I bet. Besides, those billion better people don't have convenient donate buttons. This podcast skips truantly from half a dozen classes wherein it would have been taught how to behave in environments not unlike those very same classes instead of following its dream of becoming a rodeo clown musical star and singing the big number which it itself wrote, Don't Fence Me in Argentina. That always brings the house down, but ironically never brings the fences down, especially around its Creative Commons attribution non-commercial share like 4.0 international license. Until Marvel follows up Ant-Man with Uncle Woman, this will miss being Matthew Sanborn Smith by that much, and remind you, the best offense is also a good offense. Good night. <laughs>